we'll praise the Lord. I'll tell you, it's been about four and a half to five hours. Um, Spotify has picked up the contract with um, uh, Anchor, which is what I recorded on. And one of our one of our parishioners had said, I had a terrible time finding you. Well, this morning I had a terrible time finding you. So um, it was real hard to find uh, how to how to make the transition from Apple over to Spotify. So I've been all this time just trying to find out where I was supposed to record at. So we're here and we praise the Lord for it. Um, just bringing up today last night, uh, you know, uh, a sister of ours that was was uh, very good to the church and came into the church all the time. Uh, Linda, uh, can't give you your last name, but um, is over uh, in a in a assistant living type rehabilitation place uh, with Sister Romy, and uh, I haven't sang in a long time, long time. But I was sitting on the couch reading and. Suddenly, the Lord put a, on my heart to go in and sing. Uh, so I called Brother Al up on the phone and said, we're having church. Uh, we just feel like um, for whatever reason, whether she's slipping or, or what it may be, God's told me to sing. And so we're going to sing to her heart and hopefully she'll hear it. And uh, But I got, I got a phone call. Uh, moving on, I got a phone call and someone wanted uh, said, you know, they they were just thrilled at last week's message on uh, Three Times Touched. And so I'm going to record one um, that I did years ago because she wants to hear it. She remembered it and she wanted to hear it um, because she wants to know more about the rapture. She feels the way the country is moving, and I feel the same way, that the rapture is near. So I'd like for you to turn your Bibles with me, if you would, uh, to the to the book of Colossians, uh, the epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Colossians. And we're in chapter one. And um, let's start in, in about verse 17. Father, I pray that. You would be with us for this broadcast, Lord God, and just uplift all those that are, are listening. Father, just fill them with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And just bring that down upon this broadcast and upon this pastor, Lord God, that I might de deliver your word. Um, Father, in the way you would have me deliver your word. Be with all those that are sick and make them better, Lord God. Just touch them with the, the just touch them as the woman has got through the crowd said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. Well, Lord, we don't, we we, we know that if we just hear your words and the, your words are, are active, your words are, 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 are all we need. For if we hear your word, your word is healing by the stripes on your back. So we pray for that this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever your problem is, whether it be financial or marital, no matter what your problem is, the Lord has you in his hand this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to start at about verse 17 in the book of Colossians chapter 1. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church 
lest anyone should know or feel that they're the head of the body of Christ. It is Christ. No, no, I'm not. I'm not in reading right now. Um, I, I think many of the problem with the denominational churches is that they have a, a they have the pastor, they have the the board of elders, they have the high priest or whatever, and we forget who is the leader of the body of Christ, and it is Christ, for it says right here, and He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, that in all things he might have a permanence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile, say that with me, to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, say it, by him, I say whether they be things of this earth or things in heaven. Praise Jesus. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet how hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, in his sight. Now keep that text in mind as we go through this. So a portion of the scripture from the first that I was reading from um, chapter one of Colossians, and I guess I'll just have to, to, to use, there are three verses as, as a text this morning. Verse 21, because I want to, to get this in this morning. And you that were sometimes alienated, in verse 21, you should have your, your Bibles open to Colossians right now. Colossians 1, verse 21. Grab your Bibles, blow the dust off of them, and open them to Colossians chapter 1. Verse 21, I am excited. I'm on fire for Jesus this morning because I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the anointing. It says that we're sometimes alienated. We've all been alienated from God at one time or another. You know it and I know it. Sometimes alienated and we're enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now. There you go. And yet now hath reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you through his death. He now presents you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If he continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of this gospel, which you have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof it says, I, Paul, am made a minister. Now you're questioning that, I can tell. You're saying, wait a minute, wait just a minute. Because of Christ's death and blood, God 
sees us as holy. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you this morning? God sees you as holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. If, listen, if ye continue in the faith, ground, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of this gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, to this point, now Paul, in the gospel, this particular chapter uses two different expressions that are completely at opposite ends of the of the spectrum if you will they're at opposite ends of each other in in other words on one hand in fact he makes he makes it almost sound like it is impossible with this word that he might present you and me holy and unblameable. Now, I know what you're saying. I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you say, you're, you're, you're saying, come on now, pastor. Me? Unblameable, unprovable? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pastor, but I'm going to tell you something in, 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 in Romans 6 and 23, even though it says, all, you know, well, let me back up. Maybe Romans 3.23, where it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So before you get down on yourself, we were all sinners, Brother Paul was saying. Yet in his sight, Paul says, he might present us holy, say it with me, holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Well, who is us? Ask that question to yourself. Who is us? So I hear that question. Who is us? We who was once alienated from God. We who were steeped in sin. In our own mind, we were the enemy of God by the wicked works, Paul says. And God, listen, and God wants to present us holy, you and I. Unblameable and unreprovable. It sounds almost like an, an impossibility. An impossibility, doesn't it? But if God said it, then I believe that God will do it. Amen. Somebody, somebody needs to throw their hands above their head and shout amen. If you can't throw your hands above your head, you need to stomp your feet and shout hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is strong here today. Now, everywhere I go, I have found people that are falling away from the church. And Gospel of Faith Church is no different. But see, I'm preaching to you, and many of you are homebound. 
And it is our job to pray them back in the church. Amen. I don't care what city you're living in. If we could just have the people that were once saved who are now walking the streets of the city of America, homeless, lying in the gutters of America, we couldn't fit them all into all the churches in America today. But that's what we should be doing on this broadcast. We should be praying that those homeless find Jesus once again and bring them back into the fold, back to the shepherd, back to Jesus Christ. Somebody, somebody shout amen this morning. Praise God. God is looking for a people who will become established. Established, say it with me, established upon the rock. God's not going to save you just for a week or a month or over a year. But salvation, salvation, my friends, salvation is forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give God praise. It is forever. I got a shot. Amen there. Because forever is a long time. It's eternal. It's eternal. This thing is is going to last forever and forever and forever and a day. But it's God. It is God that does the work. Oh, yes. Yes. We have our work to do too. We're prayer warriors. We pray that God will 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 touch the workers that are out there amongst them homeless that are ministering to them. That will bring them to the churches in America. And we pray for those churches in America. That'll get off their backsides and, and, and turn that offering tray upside down and not worry about how much green they're going to get. But I want you to know a secret. There's a secret of stability, of being stable with God. When I see people that have white hair, stand up and testify how God has kept them for 50 years. It thrills my soul. Men who have no hair who stand up and say, God has kept me for over 80 years. I had more hair when I, when I started out on my journey, but praise God. He's kept me strong through it all. Through it all. It thrills me that so many men and women have been kept by the mighty hand of God. And we've lost a lot at Gospel of Faith. We have a memorial wall. Now, if the devil's job is to rob, steal, and destroy. 
He tries to discourage every one of us and never let every one of us forget where we come from. Now, I don't care who you are or who you were before. If you knew Jesus Christ and him crucified, you were a mess because we were all sinners. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Somebody say amen. But Jesus Christ, the strong right hand of God, which reached down into the very depths of sin and picked you up, picked me up, and washed us off in the precious blood of Jesus, did a heart transplant on us and took us out uh, that dark and stony heart uh, and put in a heart of flesh and blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. And our names he wrote down into the Lamb's book of life and he cloaked with his righteousness of God. And we who used to sin, now we have the works of righteousness upon us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now we have those works, not because who we are, but who we were. And who was carrying us around. And who we're carrying around now inside of us. Can you shout praise the Lord. Can you shout amen. Can you shout hallelujah. Can you shout glory to God in the highest. Give God praise and glory this morning. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Whew, hallelujah. I have this underlined in, in my Bible. I don't know if your Bible is too precious to. Underline, find one that's a study Bible you can underline in. Down in verse 27, to whom God would make known what is, is the richest of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles. Among the Gentiles, which is now, here's the mystery. Christ in you. Christ in you. Not around you. Not behind you, not in front of you. Christ in you, within you. That heart that beats. Oh, hallelujah. You who used to be alienated from God. I had people in the church stand up one time. You who used to be hooked on drugs and alcohol. But God set you free. Hallelujah. Imagine hundreds would stand up in those churches. And that very church that, that was hooked on drugs had been set free, glory to God. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and set us all free. Many were still hooked, still on the habit of nicotine. But I tell you today, God can set you free. God can set you free. I can tell you right now when I preach this sermon, Back in those days, my mother, Sister Rainey, Sister Fran, I can't remember how many, walked to that altar, placed their packs of cigarettes and their lighters on that altar, walked out of that church and never smoked another cigarette as long as they lived. Praise be to Jesus. Somebody shout amen this morning. Praise Jesus. You may not have, you may not have laid them down yet. But God's going to work on you here shortly, I tell you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to set you free. 
from vaping or, or smoking or drinking. That's a demon. That's a demon. Now, the same God that delivered you is going to keep you delivered. He wants to establish you. Hear what I'm telling you? He wants to establish you. He wants to ground you. Yes, he wants to ground you. He wants to ground you. Show the show you that that you mean something to him, the creator, your heavenly father. He hears when a sparrow falls from the tree, and he hears when you fall away. I want you to know he wants to establish you on a, on a solid foundation, which is the word of God. Say God. Hold up your hold up your hand or hold up your Bible. You're not bound to that. You're not bound to no preacher. You're not bound to no church, but you are bound to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus Christ, and him crucified. And him crucified. Amen. That's what we're bound to. We're bound by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're bound by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We're bound by a Heavenly Father that loves us. Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Glory. Glory to God. We praise you this morning. Now, one of these days, I'm going to get into that particular aspect of, of the priesthood of Christ. He is the author and the finisher. He is the, the finisher. That, that means he is the one that started you on your journey. And he's the one that is going to bring you into the end. To see what the end is going to look like. Somebody that's listening to this broadcast, you don't have to lean on some preacher. You don't have to lean on some church. But we are looking unto Jesus, uh, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He which hath begun a good work in us, uh, you and I, he will perform it unto the day of Christ Jesus' return. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about trying to, to live a holy life. No one can, can, can live a truly holy life. Christ wants you to be crucified. He wants your, you to be identified with him. That's what the baptismal is for. You need to be symbolically nailed to that cross. This flesh, this flesh has to die and be reborn in Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Somebody. God can do more with somebody who has been reborn than he can with someone who is dead in sin. 
This is why Jesus Christ had to die. And on the cross at Calvary, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Never the less I live, but it's no longer I, he said, but it is Christ that lives inside of me. Jesus says, I'll walk in you. I'll talk in you. I'll be your God and you shall be my people. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, my friends. This is the only way presented unblameable. This is the only way we can be presented holy because we have something holy living within us. You not holy because you wear a certain kind of clothing. You're not holy because you go to a holiness church. There's a lot of devils in some of those churches out there. But you are holy. Holy because the Holy One is within you. And he walks in you and he talks in you. And the world can see him in you. If you'll just let him shine through you. Let the world see this. Let the world see the change that's taken place in your life. You who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by the wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled, and now you don't lie no more. You don't steal no more. You don't do drugs anymore. You don't get drunk anymore. Now you have the works of the righteousness of Christ. Raise your hands and shout amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm reading from Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or in the heavens, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by the wicked works, yet now hath be reconciled in the body of his flesh through his death to present you holy, say holy, holy and unblameable and unprovable in his sight. Praise God. Oh, praise God. See, I see, see, I like that word holy. I love that word holy. Everyone, everyone shout that word holy. Holy. Now we're coming to the nitty-gritty of this message. It's not a question of whether God can keep you or not, because all power has been given unto him as to things in heaven and in earth and things under the earth. It's not a question as to whether God can keep you. It's a, it's a question of whether you want God to keep you. You play a big part in that, saint of God. You play a big part in that. Now we come to the if of, of it all. Oh, that little word, if. If God. 
if God will present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, he will do it. If, boy, that's a big word. Two letters, but it's a big word. If ye, that's you and I, continue in faith, grounded and settled, and not in be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was pre preached to every creature which is under heaven. So we've seen we've seen Jesus's job was to die on the cross to present you holy before his heavenly father our heavenly father our job is to continue in faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. Uh huh. Hmm. See, I want to use this in this broadcast. These two words, grounded and settled. Grounded and settled. If you if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, that means it is a conditional. Whew, Lord. It is a conditional or a condition. You have to continue in it. Some people have to have, have gotten no further than salvation. And they've been playing church for 20 years. They have the same old testimony. They thank the Lord. I'm saved. But God has done so much more than to just save their soul. If you've been walking with Jesus these last 20 years, then he wants you to get up out of that position you're sitting in and stretch out on his word and to lay claim to every promise that's in this book that I'm holding up in my hand right now. It's a holy Bible. It's King James Version. It's hard to do in a broadcast. You've got to confirm it in his word. You've got to continue in your faith and be not moved by the devil. Oh, I like this. Lord, I like this. I like this a lot. Praise Jesus. So this is Colossians or Colossopy Christianity. Christians who line up in Colossians. Paul had this same problem with the church at Galatia. And if he had problems with the churches back in those days, think about how many problems we have nowadays in the churches. We're not exempt from problems. The devil is out to destroy all churches, all denominations. It doesn't really matter. He bids them against each other. But you as a child of God, you, you as a child of God should be claiming Jesus Christ. 
as Savior and Lord. See, the devil couldn't keep you from getting saved. But hell will sure try to keep you from moving forward with your salvation. Many people can't get can't get past their 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 formal rituals and their ceremonies. Bowing before plastic statues and worshiping, praying with beads, placing saints before the Savior. Many are pressured with stained glass windows, false religions, and it's confusing out there. And the devil has them bound, and they don't even know it. They just keep doing it. Others are worshiping gods that aren't real. I have a friend who is Buddhist. She told me all about how she visited Buddhist tombs. Oh, Buddhist, Buddhist, yeah, Buddha is not in his tomb. Excuse me, Buddha is in his tomb. I said, do you, do you not see Buddha was a man and that he is in his tomb? Jesus was the son of God. His tomb is empty. It could be because he was resurrected. He rose from the dead. What a tragedy that is. Now, I'm reading, I'm reading from Colossians chapter 1. I hope you're following me. And you know that sometimes alienated, verse, verse 21, and enemies in your mind by the wicked works yet now hath been reconciled. Why were they reconciled? Because Christ died for your sins. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. And if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Now I want to stress this to you. This one point for just a few moments. Be not moved away. Say it with me. Be not moved away. Be not moved away. Who is he talking to here? He's talking to us. He's talking to Christians. You and you and you and me. He's talking to all of us, isn't he? I see some puzzled looks. I can just feel them coming through, this, through, the, through the broadcast. You're saying what? Yes, all of us here that are listening to this broadcast. Be not moved away. Say it with me. Be not moved away. Be not moved away from the hope, say it with me, from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, where I, Paul, am made a minister. And with this particular verse of scripture, it leaves us with an idea that that you can be moved away from the hope of the gospel by the devil. And God knows that the church in 2023 has moved away from him. 
and the survey says <laughs> yeah many churches have moved away from God through ritualism 92% of churchgoers say they don't plan to attend church Wow only 12% of young people age 18 to 24 identify as evangelical Christians but church 35 million Americans who who seldom pray or ever darken the door of a church said they have begun to pray because of the way the country's going now in today's world so what is the hope of the gospel the hope of the gospel is that we shall not all sleep listen to me listen carefully here the hope of the gospel is that we shall not all sleep we shall not all die but we shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye the dead in Christ those that have died first that were saved shall rise first and we that are alive that's us we that are alive and remain shall be changed say changed this mortal shall put on immortality this corruptible the body that you're in now will put on incorruptible and when the dead in Christ rise first, we shall be caught up together to meet him in the clouds of the sky. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to notice one thing there that says that, number one, your body's going to have to change. It's going to have to change from the mortal body that it is in right now to an immortal body. The other thing that it says is that we are going to meet Christ in the air. Christ will not touch the ground. That's the rapture. The second coming, he will come and he will, he will sit on the throne on earth. See, I believe in the resurrection of the dead in Christ. I believe this is the hope of the gospel. And there are many Christians today, we have lost our 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 purity because we've lost the hope of the gospel of the lord jesus christ are you listening to me this morning sin has kept right in to the church it's crept its way right in and the purity of the churches has been defiled our garments have been soiled and the garments have been ruined because the devil has crept in to the house of god because We've allowed politics to rule over God. We'll say it again. We've allowed politics to rule over God. And I've renewed the old pastor Davenport to tell you this. 
Jesus Christ is coming back. It's the hope of his gospel that is needed in America and around the world. This nation's capital, Jesus, is coming. And the hope of the gospel is that what America needs right now. Somebody, somebody, lift your hands to heaven and give God glory. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. It, this is the hope of the gospel, that Jesus Christ is coming, that the rapture of the church is coming. I said Jesus is coming back. There are some people don't even believe Jesus is alive or that Jesus is real. There are those who don't believe in the rapture. They're storing up food, hoarding toilet paper. Let me tell you something. I don't need anything. All I need is the hope of the gospel because my Lord is coming soon. He's going to meet me in the clouds. That's what it says. He'll meet us in the clouds in the air. I don't know about you, but friend, <laughs> I'm praying up. I'm packing up. Because soon and very soon, we're all going to be going up to be with Jesus. Thank God we still have the blessed hope. And he who looks for his appearing the second time purifies himself. If you want to learn how to stay pure, then expect Jesus to come back in the rapture. And he will keep you holy every hour of every day. Can you raise your hands and shout amen today? Glory to God. You know the hope be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Church, so many have moved away. The church is living like it ain't never coming back. How can you say that? All you have to do is look at the churches that are closing up around this country. Many have opened their doors and, and invited sin to come in. Many are there as a business to make money. That's all. Sin is not only sitting in, in many of the pews of American churches, but it's sitting on the board of directors of many churches. Why? Because it's become big business. And we've learned how to live with it. Many have one foot in the church and one foot in the world. They live like a saint on Sunday and live like hell. Monday through Saturday. But Jesus said, come out from the world and be separated and touch not, touch not the unclean things. And then I will receive you unto myself. If you continue into the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. I had a preacher over in, in Bullhead here tell me, not long ago, he said, Pastor, the word rapture is not in the Bible. And I got, I said, yep, but caught up is. I don't care that rapture is there or not. Brother, I get raptured. Caught up in the clouds to meet him in the air. That's a good enough rapture for me. The Bible says we shall not all sleep. We shall not all die. If you want to sleep, help yourself. But we're not all going to sleep. It says, we shall all be changed. Oh, glory to God. We shall all be changed. In a moment, in, 
in the twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. I got I got a mama up there in that cemetery. I got a papa. I got a brother that I put in the grave. But I I come to tell you this: they're coming out of that grave. They're coming out of that grave. And in that moment, in that sound of that trumpet, and that trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ, my family, your family, will rise first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Not all the dead, those who died saints, they're just sleeping. They're just waiting for the resurrection morning. They're going to rise first. Somebody said, why are they going to be rise first? Because they got to come up six foot to where we are. Then, glory to God, we'll be caught up together. They're going to precede you and me. But where we're going, we're going to be caught up together. I'm looking for people that are living holy. He's going to present us holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Why? Because we are looking. To his coming. I don't know about you. But I'm ready to go. If you're not ready to go. You better get ready. To go because he's coming. Jesus is coming. Read your Bible. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. And keep you. And may he make his face to shine upon you. Read your Bible. It's coming.